Hello and welcome to Checkside Chats, Sandful's fortnightly news podcast. I'm Zach Milbank, Sandful Media Producer, and on today's show, we'll catch up with Torrens University SA Under-18 defender Max Michelani, and we'll also touch base with father-son duo Ned and Brody Atkinson, who will pop into the studio to chat about the Torrens University SA Under-16 team winning the AFL National Championship. Well, Max, uh, how'd you fare on the weekend for the Red Legs? Yeah, yeah, it was good fun. I played my first under-18s game since round one, so it's good to get a win over North Adelaide. They're a very strong side, but um, the boys played really well and, yeah, got the win. Just good to have a bit of a run around and blow off some cobwebs after a little break. Yeah, yeah, so I was rested the week before, Mm. so it was good to get some form back in the under-18s leading into the um, big Metro game this week. Must have been happy with your form in the game too, Uh, five intercept marks and quite a few touches and some constructive play there. Yeah, yeah, it was heaps good fun. Um, a lot of the boys played really well together. So, um, yeah, I feel like we're really gelling well and, um, yeah, finding some form leading into finals. And it's uh, nice for you to get that touch leading into Sunday, I guess, uh, back with the Torrens University SA Under-18 team. And midway through the carnival, obviously played two games so far, one and one, comfortable win over the Allies and a narrow loss to Vic Country. And now the Vic Metro uh, in Geelong on uh, uh, Saturday it is. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, definitely a big game against Vic uh, Metro, I guess. They're the, the biggest side this year. Um, and, yeah, if we can knock them off, um, we can go a really long way and hopefully win the whole thing. How have you seen your carnival so far? Yeah, it's been pretty consistent. Um, I've been playing a kind of a different role. Um, all year I've been playing as a key defender type um, and now I'm playing on a smaller, smaller forward. So, yeah, okay. that's definitely different, but it's really fun. Um, yeah. How are you finding that and what sort of adjustments have you had to make to your game with that? Um, yeah, I'm finding it yeah, pretty challenging at some times. Like they're obviously a lot quicker, but um, I feel like I'm faring all right. Um, they're definitely good players at that level. There's no surprises there, but um, I feel like I'm holding my own and playing some good footy. Do you think that sort of demonstrates your versatility as well, that you're able to play on the tools and smalls? Yeah, that's something I pride myself on, um, not being limited to a certain type. Um, I feel like I can play against the bigger bodies and also the smaller forwards as well. The intercept marking, uh, where does that, uh, is that natural for you? Like where, where does it stem from? Um, yeah, I think it is natural, but it's also a big focus of my game. Um, I pride myself on being able to drop off and read the, um, yeah, read the play. So as much as I can do it, um, I'll keep trying and yeah, hopefully it comes off. It's good fun when you can do it, isn't it? It's yeah, nothing better. That's right. <laughs> and it's uh, it's so valuable for the team too, so you must get a, a real boost from knowing that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of the coaches put a, um, I guess, make it a point of mine to, I guess, trust myself to go for those marks, um, back myself in and, yeah, try my best. Leadership group as well. Uh, how are you enjoying that involvement? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Um, it's good that I was voted in by my peers. Um, mm. I guess that gives me a sense of confidence um, to back myself in and that um, I'm well-liked and respected by the group. Um, and, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm told you're a pretty quiet fella. So how is leadership treating you as a result of that? Yeah, well, I, I like to see myself as um, an on-field leader mm-hmm. more than an off-field leader. Um, feel like, as you said, pretty quiet, Not um, don't speak too much, but <laughs> definitely on the field, um, yeah, lead by my actions and things like that. And when something needs to be said, you say it, I guess. It really means that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that, uh, I guess, one of those, uh, perhaps it's a bit of a fallacy, but uh, 
country boys tend to be that little bit more withdrawn and a little bit quieter. I guess uh, you had a lot of your childhood over in Sejuni. Do you think there's anything in that? Um, maybe a little bit. I feel like a lot of the country boys in the state team, once they warmed up, they're really loud and yeah, got good <laughs> characters. So, um, yeah, I'm not too sure where it comes from, but yeah. Mm. Tell us about your upbringing in Sejuna. It's a, obviously a long way from Adelaide. Yeah, yeah. So I grew up in Sejuna, um, moved over there when I was about three from Adelaide, um, grew up there and then moved back to Adelaide from when I was about 12. Okay. So I spent a fair bit of my upbringing there, um, grew up there with my brothers, um, my dad, and obviously my mum as well. Um, yeah, played all my footy there growing up for the Sejuna Blues. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I guess that's kind of made me who I am. Uh, you touched on your dad there, Jim, obviously a Nord Premiership great and very familiar to a lot of South Australian uh, Sandful fans uh, over the journey. Uh, I understand he coached you in Sejuna and how did that go? Yeah, that's right. Um, he coached me and my two brothers, so Tom, my older brother, mm-hmm. and Jack, my little brother. Um, he coached us to about five premierships in a row. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that was definitely a highlight, something we look back on fondly. Um, and, yeah. yeah, it was really good. Were you in a position where all three brothers could play on the same side or didn't the age group brackets work out that way? No, nah, given the numbers over there, we all played in the same side. Um, Tom was obviously one of the better players as he was a lot older. Um, I was just, yeah, kind of just getting a game. And so it was Jack because, um, yeah, obviously we were a bit younger, but mm. we all contributed and, yeah, it was heaps of good fun. Must have been pretty special. What sort of roles did each of you play for the team? Yeah, so um, Tom was in the midfield. Um, yeah, as I said, one of the better players. And then I was hidden away in the forward pocket and Jack probably hidden <laughs> away in the back pocket. So, yeah, it's kind of how it went. <laughs> and what's, uh, I guess you get plenty, plenty of chance for premiership reunions down the track. Yeah, that's three. right. Every <laughs> night. But yeah, it's heaps. yeah. Oh, very good. And um, what did, what um, elements of your game do you think you derived from your dad when he sort of uh, was tutoring you at such a young age? Um, I guess we spent a lot of time playing marks up and I guess that was a really strong point from him. That's what he prided himself on being able to um, crash packs and things like that. So mm. I think playing marks off against my brothers, um, I guess, yeah, he taught us how to, that marking aspect of the game, I suppose. Is that where some of the intercept um, stuff comes from, as we touched on earlier? Or? Yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah. point, probably, yeah. yeah. And what about your brothers in the yard, uh, kicking on the front lawn? I bet there were some tussles there. Yeah, of course, like every um, family. But um, no, nah, it was obviously good fun at the end of the day, but it definitely got heated at some points. <laughs> Who would win out? I think Tom, obviously, big, yeah. bigger and stronger, but, um, yeah, I had Jack covered for sure. Who would, uh, if there was any uh, issue and someone went grizzling to mum and dad, whose story was believed first? Uh, I think it usually goes from youngest to oldest. So Jack was the favourite, <laughs> then me, then Tom. Tom oh. always had a bit rough, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, very good. And I think is Jack having a run around in the Nord under 16s? Is yeah. that right? Yeah. yeah. How's he, he going? Yeah, he's playing well. He played on the weekend against North as well. Um, I think he's playing a bit of midfield and a bit of forward. So he's really enjoying that. And he's also over at um, Ross Trevor College playing footy there as well. Yeah, sure. And that's where you went last year with your schooling, Ross Trevor? Yep, yep. Really lucky to um, play for that school. Really enjoyed my time. Um, A lot of good people, good coach. um, And obviously a lot of my family went there as well, like my dad um, and my Mm. older brothers. So, um, yeah, it was definitely a privilege to play for them um, and really enjoyed it. Uh, how are you finding life after schooling this year? Is it a nice balance for you, um, being able to sort of, I guess, study, work, and then also attack the uh, under-18 program? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like it's very lenient. Like um, you can choose to go to uni when you want. 
Um, and then I'm fortunate to go to uh, to work at Allstate Pest Control and they're okay. really um, understanding of my football and my uni commitments um, and they kind of help me work around that. So, yeah. Mm. What are you doing with Allstate? Uh, that's an interesting uh, profession, I guess, to start your working life in. Yeah, so I'm just in the office at the moment taking mm-hmm. phone calls and things like that. Um, and, yeah, they're really, really good. G- gave me the job, gave me the opportunity and, yeah, I've been there for about six months. Will you get out on the field at some stage, do you think? <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm not too keen on spiders and things like that, but maybe if they need me, I might have to. <laughs> and uh, what are you studying at university? I'm doing construction management at UniSA. Where did that interest stem from? Um, I think uh, my older brother's an electrician um, and I thought I was going down that path as well, but um, went against it and still wanted to stay in the construction industry, I suppose, and kind of led me down that path at uni. Hmm, very good. So there's plenty of options for you um, if uh, footy doesn't work out, which is a great way to be. Yeah, 100%. Uh, is that something Dad's spoken to you about, just having that balanced sort of um, outlook on life? Yeah, definitely. Um, as he always says to me, my brothers, um, footy won't last forever, so I enjoy it while it does, but you still have to have a backup plan. Um, like who knows, you might get injured tomorrow, so mm-hmm. you need to have something back, like to back you up. And uh, did you watch much of uh, Dad in terms of the tapes? Obviously, uh, you weren't alive when he played, but um, uh, yeah, what have you noticed from when you've gone back and watched it? Yeah, I've watched a couple of tapes. Um, he's pretty quiet spoken about it, doesn't really speak too much about his playing days, but obviously me and my brothers have a bit of interest and in mm. watched it. Um, and yeah, he definitely crashed the packs. He was <laughs> pretty big, um, big in size and yeah. Definitely attacked the ball pretty hard and took some big marks. Must gave you a great sense of pride to see what he achieved over his career. Oh, 100%. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, it's amazing how you end up a Crows father-son prospect as well under the ruling uh, that he's played more than 200 games in that window of 1970 to 1990. So, um, yeah, I guess uh, it's in the box seat in the Crows' hands first and foremost as to whether you might end up at West Lakes. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, obviously, grew up as a Crow supporter okay. um, and, yeah, been going for them my whole life and they've been really good to me over the preseason as well. Did a bit of training there. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, really grateful for that and, yeah, keen to see what happens. Tell us about your training there. What uh, have you got up to with the Crows? Uh, so they included me in a bit of their preseason. I've spent about mm-hmm. one day a week um, for the first half of the season just training down there, doing their main trainings. Um, and a bit of recovery and things like that. So it's good to get an insight on how they go about it and what it's like, what it takes to be an AFL footballer. And I know uh, Isaac Keeler and I think Adam DeLoyer have been down there as well, a couple of your Torrens Uni SA under-18 teammates. Yeah, so um, Adam DeLoyer was in the AFL Academy, so he spent mm-hmm. a week down there with um, Keeler and I, and obviously Keeler's a Next Generation Academy member as well. So, mm. um, yeah, it's really good to have some mates down there. Who have you idolised growing up being a Crows fan? Um, it was Patrick Dangerfield until he made the move. <laughs> oh. um, but, yeah, obviously Tex as well. He's yeah. just re-signed today, which is good to mm. see. Um, Rory Sloan, a lot of those um, long, long-time long players, yeah. You're all over the breaking news. Yeah. Tex and signing on. Yeah, I was very keen on it. Yeah. Good to see. Uh, it is, uh, you never know. You might stand him at training. One day next year. Yeah, I have, have you already. I did. I did get caught on him in the goal square okay. one time, but um, no, it was all good fun. He showed yeah. me how to 
out of market. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Helped you with your positioning? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Good leader. Um, was just no surprise. Captain of the footy club um, a while back. So, yeah. Hmm. Uh, goals, obviously, you've got uh, Vic Metro and then uh, a game over in Perth with WA yet to play with the Torrens Uni SA um, under-18 team. So you want to finish that campaign strongly first and foremost? Yeah, 100%. Um, so, yeah, two games to go. Um, and I guess, yeah, a lot of recruiters and things like that look at those games um, really closely. So hopefully I'll have a couple of good games um, and more importantly, the team gets the win. Mm. And then back with the red legs, uh, where do you think you might be sort of situated with them? Will you start with the under-18 side and then potentially work your way back up? Uh, yeah, see how it goes? Yeah, I'm not too sure. Um, I guess we'll figure that out in a couple of weeks, but um, I assume I'll be in the reserves for a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, depending on the under-18s making finals, I'll probably go back to them and play 18s there. Because uh, you made your league debut against North Adelaide at Prospect a few weeks ago. How did you find that? Oh, it was unreal. There was a lot of support there. It was a, a terrible day. It was really yeah. windy and wet. But, um, yeah, a lot of fans come down and they were all cheering for me. So, um, yeah, really grateful for the opportunity. And wet the appetite to perhaps get back there again before the season's out if you can. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah, obviously it's a privilege to play league footy and I'd be um, more than happy to give it another go. Beautiful, Max. Thanks very much for uh, coming into the studio. Appreciate your time on Checkside Chat. Uh, thanks for having me. Well, Ned, uh, Saturday must have been a real buzz for you. Yeah, no, it was a really good feeling after the game to get the win there and win the whole thing. It was good. Did you know the equation? Like, how aware was the playing group of the equation? Because obviously it was really tight and Vic Metro appeared to be in the box seat to win it all. All they needed to do was beat WA earlier in the day, but uh, wasn't to be. Yeah, no, we went into the day going thinking that a, a Vic Metro were going to beat WA because we beat them pretty convincingly. And, um, yeah, but we found out in the morning our captain, Sid Draper, messaged a group chat saying that WA beat Vic Metro <laughs> and that gave us a real boost in the morning. So, mm. yeah, we went into the game with a bit of confidence and um, – Hoping to win it all. Yeah, and did you know uh, percentage-wise just how much you needed to sort of beat um, Vic Country by? Uh, well, we th- we thought because we beat WA by a bit um, that we could go in. We we just just about had to win because it was pretty close between WA and Vic Metro. I was pretty sure. So yeah, we just had to go in and win. I think. Yeah, and then you'd opened up a reasonable sort of three or four goal buffer at three quarter time, which. You probably thought, oh, I might have just scraped through. So three-quarter time, what was the message from Coach Julian Farkas? Um, oh, just to keep the pedal down and just keep on going, just not give him an inch and just, yeah, keep him pushing through. Did you feel like you would go on to slam on another seven in the last quarter? Oh, we didn't, I didn't think it would be to quite that extent, but we were warming up a bit and we were just mm. getting around each other. And it was like, yeah, great chemistry towards the end and all that. There was some really good footy played, wasn't there? Yeah, there was, oh, was, yeah. Just some team-orientated footy and, and sharing of the ball and some unselfish footy as well. Yeah, so like during the week we'd been talking about a lot about team love and all that sort of stuff. Okay. And so getting around each other and, yeah, but you're right, there was lots of sharing of the ball and um, lots of boys got on the scoreboard in the end, which was good. Is that something Jules Farkas is pretty hot on and trying to, um, I guess, get you guys to develop that side of your game? Yeah, well, um, like if you got if you're going to be a good team, you've got to get around each other and have great connections with everyone. And so he was pretty strong about that. So we do a bit of team bonding stuff at trainings and all that. So which helps out a lot. Yeah. And what about the feeling of state footy as well? Like wearing that Guernsey and 
I guess, um, as South Australians, we're not the biggest state, but we like to punch above our weight, don't we? Yeah, no, it was a really good feeling putting that Guernsey for the first time, just walking to the change rooms of the first game, seeing all the Guernseys on coat hangers around the room. It was just surreal, yeah. Had Dad spoken to you much about what it means to wear the special red Guernsey? Oh, he said just like, just to prove it right and just put everything out there and don't leave anything behind and all that. Yeah, it's just, it's a great honour to be a part of it. Broads, it must have been really special for you to watch Ned running around. Yeah, it, it, it was. I mean, it's... Um it's it's something that you uh, you don't necessarily um, uh, get them to aim for. It t- sort of takes care of itself to a certain degree, but um, mm. to get the opportunity and all those lads, so it's just a it's a wonderful experience for them all. Uh, how did when Ned was growing up, did you sort of sense that he was going to follow his footy through? Has he always sort of been quite keen to maximise his own potential? I wouldn't have said it after the first couple of games I've seen him play. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What, I was a bit, I was a bit concerned. He was uh, more uh, busy sort of making sandcastles and kicking the dirt <laughs> at sort of uh, under sevens, under eights, that sort of stuff. But look, uh, looking back now, it's all, it's all part of the yeah. journey. And um, now with a, a younger uh, uh, boy as well, um, it, you're certainly a lot more relaxed about the, the whole journey. Uh, but it sort of got to a point sort of um, – a couple of years ago, and I suppose COVID had a bit to do with it. There was uh, a bit of a uh, a moment where all of a sudden, um, it you know, it clicked. Um, Neb was sort of going around and and doing his own training and and going for his own runs. And when when they start doing that, you know, they're on, they're making their own uh, destiny in mm. that regard. It's not like oh, you need to go around and have a kick. You needed to. It's it's when they still start doing them themselves. You know that yeah. the it's either in them or it's not in them. You start mm. forcing those types of things. I, th- I think it can be detrimental to them. But um, no, it was cer- certainly probably two or three years ago. Um, yeah, you could see that he he'd had that um, ambition to to do well himself. Yeah, and I guess um, you had that feel from your coaching background as well. Yeah, I suppose. Look, I I try and look at the game um, a little bit differently. I suppose I don't get too caught up with the whole uh, razzle dazzle of it all. Mm. I sort of look at the, the the simple side of the game and probably always sort of said to him that he just needs to do the simple things well. Mm. Um, and he's he's always been a very unselfish player. And um, uh, whilst um, you know might not get. Um, uh, do all the fancy sort of things. Um, he's always brought a lot of other kids back into into the game, and I think I think that's mm. always sat very well with his teammates. And as you start playing in these, um, uh, you know, higher age groups and better competition, certainly the message that Julian uh, was trying to say that sort of messages I've been sort of instilling into Ned at, at a young age as well. What was Dad's assessment after the game on the weekend? Uh, named best a few. Yeah, no, I think he was pretty happy with how I played and I was, yeah, that I was pretty happy as well. But um, yeah. no, I just had a pretty good game, yeah. What do you think you did well? Oh, I just put in a lot more. I worked a lot harder that game and knew that um, after Phoenix Hargrave got listed injured mm. and not having the captain Sid mm. is just going, and going into the final game, having the opportunity to win it all. Um, yeah, and I really had to put the foot down and try my hardest, yeah. yeah. And was that good in a way for you to take on that responsibility with those two guys out and also from a leadership point of view, given I guess you and Lucas Camparelli were the two uh, joint vice captains? Yeah, no, I've always enjoyed being a, being in the leadership group and all that sort of stuff, like being the captain for Sturt. And, um, yeah, I really take that on my shoulders and, yeah, try and do the best role I can. 
Have you watched many tapes of Dad play? Uh, not. I've I've watched I watched the '91 Bloodbath. Oh, that was geez. that was entertaining. <laughs> um, but no, nah, not too many. Not too many. Yeah. Yet. What about um, I guess the haircut, the the mullet. Yeah. Is that, yeah. Uh, going along Dad's lines when he was making his name. Oh, he, he not to a certain degree. Like there's a, it's just a bit of a trend at the moment, especially yeah. at Sacred Art. Every man and his dog's got a <laughs> got a mullet there at the moment. But yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, what is uh, a trend? I've heard that it might be a misnomer that the trend at Sacred Heart's wearing zinc when you play. Oh what, yeah, what's well, in that's, this? yeah. A few people have asked me about that, but um, <laughs> it's just I just started wearing it pre-season, just haven't taken it off in games yet, and yeah, I just feel weird not wearing it now. What's almost superstitious for you? Yeah, a little bit. Well, the couple of weeks ago in the trial game against PAC, um, the first game I didn't wear it, I got injured. So I've been unscathed the whole season except for that game. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, get many comments out on the ground from your rivals? And- oh, I was, I was copping it when I was uh, going for goal against Vic Metro. <laughs> and um, yeah, he was saying it was pissing down with rain and then he was coughing it, <laughs> saying you got Zenk on. But yeah, let's try and block it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it is a funny time of year to be wearing it, I guess. Yeah, it? it is a little bit, but uh, yeah, I, f- I feel happy wearing it. Oh, so. yeah, stick with it. Yeah. yeah. Good bit of fun. Yeah. Um, you look like you enjoy your footy and like you're a happy-go-lucky fella. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I really enjoy it being out with a great crunch of boys, especially um, at Sturt and the state squad. But yeah, it's a great team, great coaches and all that. Just, yeah, just mm. love it. Who have you modelled your game on? Uh, like AFL yeah, or, or a sample or, um, or oh, I do I do really like watching Paddy Dangerfield Marcus Bontempelli being mm-hmm. a strong midfielder be able to go forward and kick a few goals and all that and um, yeah I try and base my game around them a bit mm-hmm. and at Sturt I know you've sort of trained up with the 18s before and obviously you're in the 16 squad now what's the what's the plan from here um, down at Unley for the rest of the year will you sort of really try and Settle in with the 16s for the rest of the season or maybe play some 18s? Or? Yeah, I, I reckon I'll just try and stick with the 16s. We've got a chance to make finals, mm. so just really try and bunker in there and try and uh, make finals. That'd be that'd be great to get through there. Pretty uh, fortunate to have someone like David Odie coach in the under-16s, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, no, nah, it's really good having Oates there. Yeah, no, nah, he's a great character and really good coach and good mentor and all that, yeah. He's pretty wise. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's got a few pretty. He's got some good tips off his sleeve and all that. And yeah, really enjoy being out there with him. Yeah. Um, does he supersede what Dad tells you though? Oh, <laughs> there's a couple of things, but no, nah, it's not too bad. No, he's you know he's good. It's good to have a couple of ears and all that sort of stuff, yeah. like giving me a few different perspectives and on what on what I'm doing right and wrong. So yeah, it's good. And Broad's like pretty, as I said, there fortunate to be under someone like Oates's tutelage at Unley, but also in the state program. Ned's obviously been exposed to people like your 2002 premiership coach at uh, Sturt and Brenton Phillips, and obviously we've um, mentioned Julian Farkas as well, but also Tony Bamford. He'll um, be under bangers a little bit more as well. We've uh, got a fantastic system here, haven't we? Yeah, and look, I said that to, to Ned going into the carnival. I said, look, the the SNFL uh, league is a really strong league and that they've always competed really well in these carnivals. So even when I was sort of came through in that Till Cup and sort of under 17s level, we, we uh, our our competition holds up really well and um, that he wasn't going to be coming up against anything that he, he'd hadn't seen before, particularly mm. playing first 18s at Sacred Heart as well against bigger lads at Victoria generally would have some some bigger guys, um, mm-hmm. but again, not coming up against anything necessarily that he hadn't seen before. So not to be sort of 
intimidated or, or mm. deterred by that at all. So there'd be some good kids, but you'll you'd be swinging in there, uh, you know, against them and, and doing well. So go and do it confidently. But you know, having guys like um, uh, Bangers and, and Sticko, um, you know, he's he's got some really good people to to be able to give him some really good feedback. He, he absorbs a lot of that sort of stuff really well. He's he's always seeking sort of further information to, on how he can improve and things like that. There's people around at Edwardstown, Jamie Downs, who's involved with the Western Bulldogs, has mm-hmm. been able to put some time away for him and look at his tapes and okay. and just get a different set of eyes. It's, it's, you know, it's not too different to what I'm saying, which which is great, mm. um, but it's uh, it comes from a different perspective and I don't think there'd be any father who's coaches a lot who says that their kids listen to someone uh, more than what their fathers yeah. do. So it's good that he gets some, some feedback from, from somewhere else. Um, Is so. there truth in that, Ned? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. It's good. It's good. <laughs> What's the best thing that you like here? Like what have you taken from Dad that you've really put into your game? Um, just working to more contests. Like just I get caught uh, recently. I've just caught, got caught watching the ball, but – I've really started to try and push into more contests and get more front and centers just to get try and get the ball in my hands more. Okay. Is he doing it? Yeah, look, <laughs> I, I, I suppose it's um, what I see is difference between a, a good player and how they develop is, yeah. look, especially at this age group, they train very much the same. Their fitness levels are, are very much the same, skill levels and those. So, so that gap gets smaller. So mm. um, at a younger age group, it might – come down to kids who really put in a lot more work and those, so there can be quite a big variance in that. But at this age group, 16s and 18s, there's some really talented kids who who all got the same uh, desire to, to play particularly well, so that gap's smaller. So it's generally about um, reading the game and, and your running patterns and those types of things and the ability to be able to, to see where you need to go and um, – that's the hardest thing to teach, mm. and um, you know it's uh, it's something that uh, will continue to develop, to develop. It's not something mm. that you can change overnight. So, I think once you start to go to those sorts of areas, and you you realise that ah, okay, now I know what he's talking about, mm. and then it starts to sink in. So, it's really reassuring him that um, that you're doing some good things, you know, you you got to keep going to those spots even though you, you might not get it. Yeah. you got to continually keep working to those because it's all about the percentages. You keep putting yourself in the right spots and uh, you'll get it more times than you don't and sort of get him to watch sort of guys like Oliver and these sorts of guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a, he's a great one for just putting himself in the right spot mm-hmm. more often. Uh, he gets tagged a lot, but if you keep going to those spots and you're a hard person to – to tag and he 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 gets quite a bit of attention who he mm. who he is and and what he's been able to do and I think that's great I think it's it's all all part of it and you've got to work through it yeah. but uh, if you keep getting to those right spots and that will take care of itself. Sandful league assistant and Sandful reserves coach has it wet your appetite a little bit to get yourself right back into the coaching side of it being involved in sort of a. a like in Ned's progress, but also yeah, around the stickos and the jewels and the like. Yeah, it's 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 quite interesting actually. I, if you had asked me probably something this time twelve months ago, I'd have said no. Mm. Sort of had had my go at doing all that, but um, oh, you do you sort of the the football juices and and coaching sort of does kick in a little bit. You sort of see parts of it, and again, I'll probably reflect on what I just said that teaching guys about 
where they need to be going to and and uh, and assisting him in that in that way. Like I said, it is really the hardest thing to teach. Mm. Um, it's it's something which they need to understand themselves. So yeah, it's certainly I have got a little bit more enthusiastic and even watch my my uh, younger daughter sort of play uh, girls football and things like that and going out there and. You know, they're still at a learning stage and mm. things like that. Um, so being able to teach them to, to push up and, yeah. and and go to certain areas. So, yeah, look, I, I certainly wouldn't uh, uh, wouldn't be against sort of doing a little bit more. Um, I've, I've sort of been asked from time to time to help out here and there. But, look, I'm probably one on my, on my boots in sort of thing that yeah. if, I, if I can't sort of commit 100%, then I'll feel that I'll I'll let them down. So, yeah. um, but it's probably getting more and more. Um, you know, I'm getting more and more enthusiastic if mm. uh, if the opportunity presents itself again. Yeah, oh, good to hear. Uh, you touched on your daughter there, Molly. She's playing her footy and enjoying it. She is. She is. Look, she's um, she's a go. She's um, she's probably um, had a, a good upbringing by sort of Ned sort of pushing her around <laughs> yeah. a, fa- a fair bit, and even the younger one, uh, the sneak Archie, uh, to a certain degree, but. Um, she does. She really enjoys mm. her football. She's only been playing uh, sort of really the last oh, year or two, yeah. and and you can start to see that it's starting to click a little bit yeah. too. So, um, oh look, there's there's uh, there's no expectations or anything there at all. She just loves going, and they laugh and they giggle and yeah. they just have a, they just have a great time. They do uh, out there. So, uh, and if she's doing that, then we're really happy for her. So. Yeah. And nice that there's a pathway for her now, isn't there? And especially through the Sandful W. It, it really is. Look, and even through the the community clubs, there's mm. uh, there's that as well. I know through um, our community club at Edwardstown and so mm-hmm. forth, there's uh, there's a really strong influence with the with the girls football there, and uh, they play there uh, some Friday nights, and a lot of people get to support it and things like mm. that. I just think it's terrific. Look, mm. you're starting to see there's, there's some some girls now who've uh, have got some real, real talent, um, mm. and it's uh, it's it's good to watch. It's yeah. uh, they they crash in and they they have a crack, and and like I said, even watching my daughters uh, and my daughter play, it's she just really enjoys it. She mm. loves it, and they they uh, they make a mistake and they giggle about it, and then they it, look. There's there's some frustration. Don't get me yeah. wrong, at being a sort of um, a football person, but in the same token, they they're really prepared to listen mm. and uh, and try and improve themselves. And speaking of uh, the crash and the bash, I hear that little Archie's a bit like that. He sort of doesn't mind the tough stuff. <laughs> yeah, look, he, he, he's not bad, uh, the snake. He's, uh, Is he's, that his nickname, that's the snake? His, uh, the snake. Where's that yeah. come from? Oh, he was just, as a, as a young one, he was just yeah. uh, he was just very sneaky. Yeah, so he was just, stealing biscuits Yeah, out of the things barrel. like that. And <laughs> even still, he's, uh, he's always uh, rustling around in the... Yeah. In the, in the uh, in the biscuit barrel and things like that, but look, now he's he's uh, he plays. He's been playing up for um, ever since he started, mm-hmm. and um, it's really good for his development because he's probably, um, oh, not being, you know, bullish about it, but yeah. he's probably wasn't going to get much out of it by playing in his own age group, <laughs> um, and he's playing with the older boys, and he's sort of, um, you know, he. He's developing well through that. So again, he really enjoys it. He loves playing playing football, and um, yeah, he'd be interesting to watch his uh, his growth over the next few years as well. Midfielder type like Ned, or what's he? Yeah, yeah. He yeah, look at, at at that age group. They sort of play him everywhere, which is great. Um, you know, he's he gets his run through the midfield. He, he doesn't mind playing across half back a little bit too. He can. <laughs> he's a very he, he reads the game quite well. Okay. He sees the game quite well, so he positions himself. 
pretty well, but um, he likes getting in amongst it. He's a, he loves tackling and yeah. he, he doesn't mind the tricky stuff as well. He, he's a Kevin Bartlett on yeah, Sunday. Right. He handballed yeah. over the top to himself and yeah. there's, shows shows a few dummies and things like that. So he's got a bit of flair about him, the snake. Yeah. More flair than you, Ned? Oh, yeah, he'd do, yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Does he need to tell you, teach you? Does he try and get you to add that in? Oh, your he hasn't game? tried, but it probably wouldn't be a bad thing for him to teach me a few things here and there, yeah. Do you enjoy going to watch? Yeah, I do, yeah. yeah. It's um, yeah, it's not bad footy for under-12s and that, and they get yeah. around each other and, yeah, some decent skill and good players and all that through, yeah. So do you need to try and um, pull him into line when he's stealing the biscuits and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, well, so it's, he's, sometimes <laughs> you just get away with it and you just don't notice it. Just ask Molly and Archie, why there's only two biscuits left and then he got bought yesterday. But no, nah, it's all right. Yeah, it's Lewis Nicky, yeah. Ah, very good. Well, lads, thank you very much for coming in to chat with me on Checkside Chats. It's been good fun and congratulations on the under-16 title win. It was a yeah, brilliant cheers. moment. And, thank you. Uh, all the best for the rest of this year and beyond. Uh, no doubt we'll probably be chatting to you more. Yes, yeah, that'll be good. Thank you. Thanks, Zach. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Checkside Chats. We look forward to you joining us again in a fortnight. Until then, don't forget to log on to the Sandford website and social media channels for all of the best South Australian footy content.